1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast at NBC Sports, an emergency edition, a last-second edition of this podcast, because, well, Anthony Davis has requested a trade, and we thought there's a lot to talk about there, so we're we'll bringing in Dan Feldman from NBC Sports to break it down from every angle. First, just want you to know today we are brought to you by On Deck. Look, if you're a small business owner, you're listening to this, it's it's hard, man. Right? You've got to manage cash flow, hiring employees, getting inventory, getting access to capital for all of that can be hard. OnDeck.com makes it easy. Look, we'll talk about it more later. Just go to OnDeck.com slash PBT. That's O-N-D-E-C-K dot slash PBT, as in pro basketball talk. You get a free consultation. You can get a loan up to $500,000, lines of credit up to $100,000. It's worth checking out. OnDeck.com slash PBT. Get that free consultation. All right, let's get into it. It's time to talk Anthony Davis and as promised, Dan Feldman from NBC Sports. Uh, thanks for doing this, Dan.
2: Thanks for having me. All
1: right, where can where, and we should get this out up front. On Twitter, where can everybody find your ridiculous Anthony Davis trade suggestions?
2: <laughs> Dan Feldman, NBA. I've only had one trade suggestion or idea so far. I, I haven't really gotten deep into those possibilities w- yet.
1: Was that trading him to Orlando, or is, did, was there another one?
2: Here's my fun idea. How <laughs> about to the Nets for a package... You know, it'd have to be a lot more, but the Nets have a lot of good pieces. But a central part of the package being D'Angelo Russell because I think he's more valuable than a lot of these guys the Lakers are trying to get. Man, wouldn't they feel bad?
1: That would be f- that would be ironically funny. Um, I'm not sure that he wants to go to Brooklyn, although th- I like that the Knicks are in the mix. Like, hey, if we get Zion Williamson, we can try to, you know, whoever gets the number one pick can try to get into this. That's one of the weird things about this. Though. And To me, that's why this is going to drag out, right? It's like if you're New Orleans... Let's see who gets the number one pick. Forget forget just dragging Boston into this because they can't play until July 1st, right? I want as many options as I can get. Why am I just rushing to do this in the next two weeks?
2: Well, I, I think the idea is everybody knows that the Pelicans can do that. They can wait to see how the draft shakes out. They can wait for the Celtics to be able to trade for Anthony Davis while keeping Kyrie Irving on the roster. That's why I think other teams... Can and maybe some of them even should come over the top with stronger offers now because, yes, you are fighting against that future, so you can come with a, a really strong offer now because you're getting Anthony Davis for the rest of this season. For a lot of teams in the league, there's huge value in that having him yeah. on your team for your playoff run in 2019. And so, if you come over the top, it, I think it would be a mistake for the Pelicans to blindly wait yeah. for next July, assuming that will 100% be their best offer.
1: No, I think that there's something to do. And by the way, if you're, I don't know, Daryl Morey in Houston, or a team that's kind of in... I like that,
2: that one.
1: Yeah, he's in on everything, But and I, and I haven't looked at this, like how you exactly construct that deal, but I'll pretty much go in on anything, right? Like, if I can, I'll go in. And and the same thing, I think, for a lot of these kind of, I don't know about Denver, but like a lot, maybe Denver, a lot of these second-tier western conference teams or eastern conference teams like yeah I'll go in why the heck not what do I what do I lose on something like this like you said especially you know I, I the one that I've mentioned before to me if I'm Neil Olshay up in Portland I'm like yeah how about CJ McCollum and whatever it's going to take to make this deal work and some picks because I might as well go in like I know what I am right now and I'm okay and I'm going to make the playoffs and maybe some years I'll make the second round why not go all in
2: yeah, I mean, it, it depends where you are as a franchise. I think there are some franchises, whether they'd admit it or not, are happy to make the playoffs almost every year and sometimes make the second round and don't want to, to shake that up. Uh, the Raptors are a great example of something different, where, right. where it was important to them to raise their ceiling and lower their floor all at once. And that's what they wanted to do. I don't know where Portland falls on that spectrum. Uh, maybe they would rather be safe, but if not, yes, absolutely. Trading for Anthony Davis makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. By the way, I think we need to start with this thought by the way, Dan. You know, going back to the start of this. The Pelicans knew they were on the clock the moment Anthony Davis signed that rookie contract extension. He tweeted out what, 6 years? You know, he gave them like, "Hey man, I'm 19. Let's make this thing, you know, or 20 or whatever it was. Let's let's make this thing happen." And they didn't. They really just missed on guys. They thought short-term, they failed ultimately. And that's why we're here. Like they could not put a winner around him and I don't really blame him. I feel bad for Pelicans fans. Frankly, right now I just feel bad for New Orleans fans in general. Like, oh good, we lose to the Rams on a bad call. Oh, Anthony Davis wants out. Like you're just getting smacked around this week. But I don't really like the I don't blame Davis. I kinda I do kind of fault the organization for not being able to do this.
2: Yeah, I mean he was more patient than a lot of stars in his position would have been. The Pelicans' mistakes trace way back to early in his career when when they tried to build a winner around him almost immediately. They yep. showed no patience in letting this grow naturally and accumulating assets and maybe accumulating some high draft picks while Davis wasn't ready to carry a team. Uh, you know, it, it, even the very best players, it almost always takes a little while till they're too good to tank with. That if you have this, you know, star... In the making, when they're young, you can often still remain bad. They could have been more patient, added players in his in his age range. Instead, they they went and traded for. I think the term they like to use was young veterans, guys like Drew Holiday, and that's the one that worked out well. Uh, but just over and over moves like that, collectively, the roster became too expensive because those players are signing as free agents. They're getting more money than they would with players on rookie scale contracts the roster became too expensive uh, you're always looking to bandage holes you're not willing to pay the luxury tax they've they've been fighting an uphill yep. battle ever since this initial plan with Anthony Davis it was just a matter of time until it all ran out like it has now
1: exactly i think there's two quick before we start talking trade options and all that stuff too it's like i think there's two key questions from the pelicans perspective a What do they want back? I mean, they should rebuild, right? They should probably go, I don't want to say go down to the nuts, but like get good young players and jumpstart their rebuild. Um, But they might not. They might go like the DeMar DeRozan Spurs cat, like, hey, we still want to win. We think we can get a couple of stars and still be competitive now. I think they might, you know, what do they want out of that deal? I'm not sure what the answer is there because I'm not sure the, the second question answer either, which is who's running the show? (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, who's got the hammer on this deal? Is it Dell Demps? He's been on thin ice forever. Is, he, is this the last draw? Is he out? Is Mickey Loomis going to take this over? For people who don't know, he's a Saints football guy. It'd be a disaster. But he could step in. Maybe they get another GM. Like, I genuinely don't know who's going to make this decision.
2: Uh, it's David Stern, right?
1: Yes, exactly. He's going to trade Chris Paul back to the... <laughs>
2: Um you, you know, I mean, that is a good question of uh, who's running it. How involved uh, does Gail Benson get yep. in a move like this? Um You know, I, I do believe that Dell Dempst still has the power, mostly as Pelican's general manager. But when you get to a move of this level, obviously people come in who won, you know, if you're trading, even Nikola Miritich, who who's a solid player on that team. If you're looking at trading him, Mickey Loomis might not even notice. Gail Benson might not notice. But when you're talking about trading Anthony Davis, I do think other people will be involved. And and there's no question. Gail Benson has the final call. Uh, the only question is kind of a, a similar thing, which is, you know, who is she going to trust? Who is she going to defer to? Uh, but this ultimately has to be a trade that appeases her. That's how it works. Any superstar yeah. trade, it goes through the owner.
1: It does go through the owner. And she had said in the most recent interview she did that Look, she, wanted, she liked Anthony Davis. She wanted to keep Anthony Davis. She didn't really want to move him, but was like, hey, ultimately, like we can't keep him if he doesn't want to stay. This is the, the reality of the NBA. And so she seemed to at least grasp that they were going to have no choice but to move him. Dan, I'm going to take a break just for a minute because, look, there's some small business owners out there listening who are trying to make their own Anthony Davis move. They're trying to grow their business. They're trying to make the big aggressive play that's going to put them over the top. And it's not easy. Again, they're trying to manage cash flow. They're hiring employees. They've got inventory. They might want to upgrade the office space. All of this is hard. All of this takes access to capital. And with traditional banks for small businesses, that can just be very hard to get to and to deal with. Those established businesses don't really get small businesses. That's where OnDeck comes in. OnDeck is aimed right at the small business owners with fast, easy, tailored financing. They'll get you funding in 24 hours, loans up to $500,000, lines of credit up to $100,000, it's a simple application process, and they've got great customer service. Look, it's secure financing, and it's something a lot of small business out- owners out there understand and can use. Like This isn't some gimmick. This is a A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau type of business who's lent out $10 billion to 80,000 small businesses before. They have great ratings for a reason. And if you're a small business owner, you need access to capital, you need to go to ondeck.com slash PBT right now. Look, as a listener to this podcast, you get an exclusive free consultation with one of their US-based loan specialists. You can apply online, over the phone, and you'll find out in minutes what's going on. Go to ondeck.com slash PBT. That's O-N-D-E-C-K dot com slash PBT. Find out about your free consultation. Find out about how you can help your business with ondeck.com. Davis has some leverage here, right? I mean, because he is going to be a free agent in two years, there is a certain amount of, like, if you're Orlando, are you really throwing everything in? If you're Sacramento, if you're places you know you can't re-sign him, you've got to think twice about going all in for the short term.
2: Sacramento's interesting. I I mean, are we we sure they can't re-sign him? I I wouldn't mind a team like the Kings. I guess it depends what you have to give up, but you have an exciting young roster, and you say, we're going to have him for a year maybe half a year and and try and win and try and convince yeah. him that that we're the place now it's tough for the kings because they have so many big cultural problems but I, I even places that you and i might think man he probably won't resign there i do think there is some wisdom in going for it and trying to change his mind and one of those places might include new orleans as much as, as he's made this you know he wants out and i think he does it's so hard to get a player like Anthony Davis. Yep. Depending on what the Pelicans trade offers are, I don't think the worst idea in the world is just trying to hang on to Anthony Davis and say, yes, we know what you said. We're committed to making this work. Here's that Supermax contract. Maybe it's not even as an extension. Maybe you even keep him for the, for the full year and try to get, to get him to resign. I don't think that's going to work. But trading him for pennies, if that's all your offers are, because everybody knows you've lost leverage, that's not a good solution either. So if you're picking between bad solutions, keeping Anthony Davis and hoping for the best might not be the worst one.
1: No, actually, I think that there's something to that. And I don't think that they're going, just my talking with people and and sources around the Pelicans was they didn't feel, I mean, A, they really wanted to keep him. And then, um, you know, they may have seen this coming to a degree, but ultimately their goal was not to have to be in this position. Um, Even if they are, they weren't going to be rushed. They really weren't going to be panicked about this and like, oh man, now we got to make a decision instantly. that's just that's just you know it's gonna be a weird awkward dynamic though at Pelicans games, right? I mean is he gonna get booed?
2: Oof, I mean I do wonder how confident he is he will get traded before the deadline because you know he might when is he supposed to to be back playing in New Orleans next?
1: Uh, I would actually have to look that up real quick, so I will do that. But um, So so I, Vamp I, here, just, just stall while I look I, this up. I, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, I just wonder if this is the timing of it. You know what, if you want me to stall, I had a rant prepared, and I'm sure we would get into this topic at some point. So okay, actually, I don't want to
1: stop do. your rant, but the next home game is next Wednesday, January 30th, um, and then the, the only, only the other home thing. game before the trade deadline is February 4th, Monday. Um, so... That's, uh, Will he be healthy for those? That's I mean, that's, that's, that's another a, good question. Yeah. All right. I don't want to get in the way of your rant. Go for it.
2: So this idea that Anthony Davis is mistreating the Pelicans by by announcing this that his agent went to went to Woj and said this is what it is. We we're not going to sign the contract extension. We would prefer to be traded. And people are acting as if. That's not fair to the Pelicans because they've lost all leverage now. Just as Paul George telling the Pacers he wasn't gonna re-sign and plan to sign with the Lakers wasn't fair to the Pacers because they they lost all leverage. And to me that's just too bad. That's what this is what we should want. We should want players to be open and honest about what they want. Why why should Anthony Davis lie about what he wants to do? Why should he pretend he wants to stay with the Pelicans when he doesn't? Whether that's publicly, privately, wherever. If he wants to be truthful, I applaud that. And if that compromises the Pelicans too bad, and in some ways this is a favor to them because he could string them along. He could say, you know, maybe I want to stay, maybe I don't, and they don't know what to do. They don't know whether to trade him. They don't know whether to try to re-sign him. Uh, You know, in one respect, because of what teams will value from Anthony Davis for what he can do in the 2019 playoffs, maybe this is the time where the Pelicans can get the very most for him. That's up to them. The fact that Anthony Davis is being honest, the fact, if that makes the Pelicans feel like they're in a worse position, that's just too bad, and we shouldn't resent Anthony Davis for that one bit.
1: I'm with you on that. I will say this much, though. I think that that this was leaked, that this became public the way it did. Look, if he wanted to just, if, if Rich Paul didn't tell Woj this and just went to the Pelicans and said, hey, we're not re-signing, we're out you got to trade us, but didn't leak this, you'd have the same inf- impact internally, although they might not be pressuring to get it done by the deadline or, and it wouldn't be kind of this public thing. But it feels like that that was a pressure move to try to get him out quicker, either whether it's to the Lakers or somewhere else, but to, to get it done before the deadline as opposed to waiting until the summer. Like It felt like it was a move to try to force up the timeline on them and, and frankly give the Lakers some advantage there.
2: I agree. Also, so what? If, yeah. As long as Anthony Davis, and I truly believe he will, as long as he's willing to go play for the Pelicans, play hard, give it his all, as long as the Pelicans don't trade him, that's fine. You know, He's not breaking his contract. He's not threatening to hold out. I really do believe that as long as the Pelicans don't trade him, whether whether that's another week, whether that's a year and a half, that every game he is healthy, he will go out there and play hard for the Pelicans and do what he can to help that team win, and then when he's a free agent, he'll probably leave. And that's, you know, he's doing the right things, and so if he wants to leave, saying it is okay.
1: Yeah, and by the way, I'm with you on that. That, that Davis will go all in, right? Davis will go, I mean, he's just, it's not in his nature to just, like, go Vince Carter in Toronto on this thing, right? I mean, he's, he's going to play hard. I don't know that the 22 and 28 Pelicans are fighting their way back into the playoffs at this point, even if they get healthy, I just too many bodies to climb over in a deep Western conference. But that said, I don't think Davis is throwing in the towel and he's been phenomenal all season. So I, I, they're going to go hard. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that affects the team around them and, and the kind of what that does to the atmosphere around the team. Um, well, some of the late offers that are, I mean, obviously Laker fans are assuming that this will get done for them in like the next half hour. At least some of the guys in my timeline, smarter ones are kind of beyond that. Um the Laker offer is basically anybody not named LeBron, right?
2: It should be. I mean, I don't I don't know what the Lakers are are thinking. Um how much they overvalue their own assets and I don't know if I'm the Pelicans and I can't find an offer better than, you know, whatever the Lakers offer, even if it's a, it's the best the lakers can offer if you're getting you know ingram and ball and kuzma and another first round pick, you're getting all the the things that people think are the lakers offer like the real supreme one i'm kind of disappointed if that's the best offer i can get i don't find that very tempting for a superstar like anthony davis and i would hope that other teams uh, including the celtics next summer could offer more than that
1: yeah i think i think it comes down to this and honestly it's a somewhat varied opinion around the league like how high are you on Lonzo Ball? How high are you on Brandon Ingram? Uh, there are still some fans of theirs in this, you know, scouts and front offices around the league who think they could be developed into something. But at this point, they're, just, they're guys. I mean, to, to be blunt, I mean, they're, 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 this is not, is there a future all-star on that roster? Maybe Kuzma one year. Like, he's the going guy who maybe could do it. Um, would
2: you would you bet on any of them individually nope. uh, of those yeah, Lakers nope. young players becoming an All Star?
1: Nope. I mean, no. Would you
2: bet on them collectively that that between them they'll get an All Star appearance?
1: An All Star appearance? Yeah. If you made me, I, I think somehow <laughs> I imagine one of them gets one someday. But like, if you said, all right, but it's got you got to name it. I mean, I'm probably again, I'd probably guess Kuzma. But like, maybe Ball gets it together in a better situation and, and could do this, I'm, or or they start, you know. With the Lakers, I just, I think the a lot of Laker fans really overvalue what these guys are worth. These they're number two picks, but they're not valued like number two picks around the league right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you that if I'm picking individually, I'm picking against all of them easily. Collectively, it's a close call, but I, I'd probably lean mm. yes. Uh, I think some people, especially Lakers fans, have lost sight of just how bad Brandon Ingram has been this season, uh, and it's. It's not that he doesn't have talent. It's not that he's not young, and you know he could become better. I wouldn't give up on him. He has tra- positive trade value, but he has such a long way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. Well, um, where Boston's offer, Boston's offer is interesting. You've got to assume Jason Tatum's at the top of that list, and he would be higher rated than any Laker, right? I mean,
2: yeah, I do wonder. You know what the Celtics are telling the Pelicans right now? Obviously, yeah. they're trying to make their case of do not trade Anthony Davis till this summer we've got you but how like what assurances are they willing to make how far are they willing to go to convince New Orleans not to make a deal before the trade deadline are they putting Jason Tatum in there you know I really think the Celtics without Tatum can probably make a better offer than the Lakers uh, something based on Jalen Brown um, and I know that's not quite as appealing as it would be with Jason Tatum, but it still might be the best offer, yeah. especially considering how many draft picks Boston has. Uh, some of those aren't looking as strong as they were, especially that Kings pick, uh, but maybe that Grizzlies pick turns out to be a, a real nice asset that intrigues the Pelicans.
1: That, that, For people who don't know, the Kings pick they get is only first protected this year, but Kings are 25-25, man. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in the playoff mix in the West, so you know that's going to be... Whether they make it or not, you're talking a pick in the teens somewhere, right? Uh-huh. Um, probably. And then on the flip side of that, the Memphis pick this year, top eight protected. Man, that's a bad team right now. Uh-huh. Uh, they are they are falling apart fast. Um, and trade rumors obviously swirling around them with Mike Conley and Marc Gasol. Um, I you know that I they might end up with a top eight pick. It's hard to, it's really hard to make that guess right now just because the lottery flattens out so much, right? That you just like, I don't know that we have a good sense of what that's going to look like at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. I think it's likely at this point that they get a top eight pick and keep yeah. it. And then it's top six protected next year and unprotected in 2021. And that's good. You know, to have real value. It's a, it's a tough team to predict because Jaron Jackson looks like a future star, very bright, very promising. Uh, but the rest of that roster uh, is fairly old. With with Marcus all Mike Conley, this team could drop a lot, or it could drop a lot and surge back up when Jaron Jackson takes a leap. I, it's tough to predict where that Memphis pick is going to ultimately land. But I still think it's a nice asset to have and has a lot of trade value. Yeah, I, like you say, I However, think, you predict it, I like say
1: ball. to me that one may have more value than the Kings' pick in some ways, just because oh, I, I think again so. then. Um, they also have, um, their own pick and I'm forgetting what the other one is, but Oh, the Clippers, the Clippers pick was lottery lottery protected, protected. which means the Clippers may miss this year, but if you get it there, you know, 15, 16, you're just, you're hoping to find a role player in the teens. And what's, by the way, we're all kind of focused on how good Zion Williamson is. And this is not considered a really deep draft. This is not considered a really great draft. So, I mean, you know, you might, So
2: so that, that's a question I have how many teams would prefer to keep the number one pick rather than trade it for Anthony Davis? Uh, Because Zion Williamson looks like an awesome prospect, you know, maybe even a generational prospect. And maybe that's a little bit in the eye of the beholder. But the big thing is he's under this cost controlled rookie scale contract for the next four years. And, uh, you know, if the Pelicans are waiting for whoever has the number one pick to offer it for Anthony Davis, it might become a team that's not really interested in trading for Anthony Davis, that isn't in the, at that stage where getting Anthony Davis will vault them into title contention and they'd be a place where he'd re-sign. They might rather just have Zion Williamson uh, for the next four years and then restricted free agency where you can keep him even longer.
1: Well, I think that that be- can you re-sign Davis becomes the question, because if the trade is I get to re sign Davis and keep him or Zion Williamson. Well, guess what? I'm keeping. Zion Williamson may turn out to be amazing and special. Anthony Davis is that. Anthony Davis is one of the five best players on the planet at age 25, entering his prime. If I know I can lock him up, then I'm definitely taking Davis over Williamson. But if I'm, you know, I mean, who's going to end up with the top pick? The Bulls, the Knicks? Um, are, are these teams that are sure they can? I mean, I, Anthony Davis is a Chicago guy, we should add. Um, you know, born and raised, still don't think they could resign him. So, uh, you know, in those cases, like you said, and then you you take Zion and, and move on. Besides, uh, the Bulls package trade package would be fascinating. What Wendell Carter Jr. and anybody else on that roster you want?
2: Oh, uh, Lowry, Markkinen. For oh, sure. yeah,
1: yeah. But would you move them both? Ooh,
2: I guess well, you have if, to. If Anthony Davis is resigning, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Chicago's still a big market. If you have Anthony Davis, if you have that market, it's a chance to change your reputation in a hurry. And I'd, I'd take that chance over just riding it out with this Bulls young core uh, if, I, if I had that ability. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure Anthony Davis is willing to be the guy to sign up to say, okay, I'll go to these lowly Bulls and hope somebody will join me. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I'd, I'm trying to think of who else is going to have good lottery odds. Phoenix, Atlanta. Atlanta's, like, I keep telling people I like Atlanta – in theory, down the line. But I still don't think Anthony Davis resigns there. But with John Collins, with what Trey Young could become, with some of the young guys, and again, they're going to have more picks. I, I like their potential like two or three years from now. I just don't think Davis is signing up for two or three years from now.
2: I mean, da- Anthony Davis is young. I mean, he will still be an excellent player as some of those young Hawks are entering their prime. But I agree. He's, he's already dealt with the losing. I think yeah. he has more urgency right now.
1: Exactly. Um, Anybody else out there that you think, man, or or you were mentioning before, you like, you think if you're a contender, if you're Houston or Denver or I don't know who in the East, Philadelphia, Toronto, Toronto. Philadelphia,
2: absolutely, I you, think, you uh, can, could would make jump a in.
1: Case. Philadelphia would make an interesting. Who would you put in though? Would you put well, Ben?
2: I, I, I mean. It really could be any one of their three stars that you could talk to the Pelicans about. There were some reports that it's been a little rocky with Jimmy Butler there. Maybe you, you try and get a jump on that though. I can't imagine that would appeal to the Pelicans. I don't think they want to take the chance of of Butler re-signing. Um, you know, you could go with, with Ben Simmons, um, It would be a little awkward to have Embiid and Anthony Davis as as your two bigs in the modern NBA, but sometimes talent wins out. But I I think ultimately Joel Embiid is the one who makes the most sense. He's locked up for a few more years on his contract. Uh, That could be especially appealing to the Pelicans. Anthony Davis is better right now. He's further ahead. Um, And so I think there's a clear upgrade for the 76ers there. I I think that's the type of move that, that both teams would have to consider. And you could unite anthony davis and ben simmons to rich paul clients
1: Yeah, that's a good point yeah and philadelphia is a place that probably would go in thinking they had a real shot to re-sign him because the team's going to win because that's a great market and all that so that would be a really interesting one um beyond that i'm just not it's going to be really interesting but i'm with you i still think even with all this going on and the, all the rumors are going to fly I, I got a feeling this doesn't get done till july
2: I just hope for the Pelicans sake and for their fans everybody who wants the Pelicans to succeed that yes for us it's you know only a little more than a week until the trade deadline it is a quick timeline to figure this out but if they are not prepared for this if they don't aren't ready to do it that's a problem yeah it has been so clear for so long that Anthony Davis it was trending this way. We didn't know whether he'd request a trade this summer or not or whether he'd request a trade at all, uh, but it seemed like eventually a split was coming. And if the Pelicans aren't prepared already for these tr- for this trade, that's a problem. They shouldn't be rushed because they should be ready to do this. And if now is not the right time to trade Anthony Davis, that's okay. You know, We just talked about all the reasons it could make sense to wait for July. But there are also reasons to do it now, and I hope for the Pelicans' sake – they're ready to consider those options.
1: More likely to get traded before the deadline. One of the Grizzlies or Davis?
2: Well, that's a good question. I think it's one of the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, the fact that Robert Para told... Uh, Conley and Gasol that they were exploring a trade to me speaks volumes because this is the Demar Derozan situation all over again. Masai Ujiri in Toronto he knew that he was looking to trade Demar Derozan but he didn't want to create a problem for a player who might still be on his team. Really, the time that management and ownership is most honest with players about the possibility of a trade is when management ownership really thinks a trade is going to happen and you're not going to bother a guy by telling him, hey, you're on the block because you're actually going to move him and he's going to be somewhere else. He's not going to come back to your team and Salk.
1: Exactly. I, and I agree. It, that's going to be an interesting one because I think there's a lot more interest in Conley around the league, but at $30.5 million this year with basically $67 million, might as well be guaranteed because he's picking up that option um, <laughs> in two, over the next two years. That's just a lot to move. Like, that's just a hard deal to f- put together. There's a lot more pressure on moving Gasol, but that's a lot of money and... A, Look, he's an upgrade a lot of places, but it becomes a challenge. Like, you, you can say, oh, man, he'd really be an upgrade for the Clippers or the Lakers or a few teams, but he and he would be at their center spot. But then if he picks up that option, he messes with their cap space. So it's like it's a real delicate balance moving Gasol.
2: This Anthony... Davis trade request uh, it might have really torpedoed Gasol's Valley, because how many of those teams were you just mentioned Where yeah, Gasol's an upgrade, they might prefer just to trade for Anthony Davis. Now, if you're the yes. Lakers, you're doing it thinking that you're going to have him for maybe the rest of his career. But some of those other teams, they could trade for Anthony Davis for an upgrade for the rest of this season. And if it's not looking like he'll re-sign, they could flip him and recoup some of their assets next summer. So I I think a lot of teams that would be interested in Gasol because they want a better center the rest of this season, they should be looking at Anthony Davis first.
1: And and you mentioned that a couple times, and it's worth bearing out. Like, there is a move that teams could make if they really had the pieces and wanted to essentially rent Davis for the rest of this year and make a playoff run, and then assess again, and if you, like you said make your deep playoff run, bring him in. And then if it doesn't work out or you get the sense that he's still just going to go test the market or he wants to be in Los Angeles or Boston or wherever, then you trade him again. Like you can get some of that back. You don't, you're not necessarily locked into this forever.
2: Right. I mean, this is so early on the clock. We're accustomed to, I think, to seeing players put this out there. You know, Paul George is the the real big example. Uh, Kawhi Leonard too. In the off season, Going into their final year. Having two playoff runs left on Anthony Davis contract changes the equation.
1: Yeah, it's gonna make it really interesting. It's gonna be a fascinating couple of weeks, Dan. Um, we'll have all of it up at uh, probasketballtalk.com. Dan and I will be writing a lot on this, I'm sure. And then when we're we're both proved wrong because he gets shipped to Cleveland, we'll we'll just we'll look bad.
2: <laughs> Anthony Davis for Kevin Love. Who says no?
1: <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Well, yeah.
2: not the not the
1: Cavs. Yeah, How about the Wizards, man. Would, would they swap Beal? Nah, I actually don't think they would. Well, I
2: I, uh, I had somebody suggest that to me. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've heard I've heard worse ideas. I don't think that would be good. I think Anthony Davis would go there even when John Wall gets healthy next year. They will not win enough. I, I mm-hmm. can't imagine him really liking it in Washington. Uh, can one crazy crazy idea I have? As long as we're onto that segment of the podcast, if I am the Pelicans, I don't think this is going to work, but. I am trying to trade everybody but Anthony Davis. This is my first phone call. It's to the Pacers. What can I do to get Victor Oladipo? Because yep. maybe I can convince Anthony Davis, hey, if you come back here, here's this unknown. It's this bright, shiny unknown that we got you this co-star that you haven't had, and it's not even DeMarcus Cousins, who, yes, is a very was a very good player, but kind of played the same position as you. This is a pure guard star. And if you come back, you'll get a chance to play with him. Does that intrigue you at all? And I might try to sell him on that. No, I don't think the Pacers are parting with Oladipo despite his injury. I don't think this is going to happen. But if I'm the Pelicans, that is my long shot first call.
1: It's that's actually a pretty interesting one. Uh, the the flip side of that, if you're the Pelicans, aren't you now listening to offers for Drew Holiday? Aren't you off, listening Absolutely. to off, you're, you're listening to offers for uh, Nikola Mirotic and frankly Absolutely. anyone else? You, you you're sellers now
2: yeah i mean if you're if you're trading anthony davis obviously that moves you into or at least should move you into sell mode yeah. on everybody else but that's that's an interesting idea is if the pelicans are selling drew holiday uh, nikola mirtich maybe julius randall and also yep. deciding that they're going to keep anthony davis till the summer even if that's what the intent of trading him but they think that for all the reasons we talked about july is the optimal time to trade him man i don't know what it looks like in new orleans the rest of the season we everything we said about anthony davis continuing to play hard and do all he can to help the pelicans win as long as he's under contract with them i am really not sure what it would look like the rest of the season if the pelicans also trade away all their good players and they are just having Anthony Davis bide his time till July.
1: Yeah, that would that would look weird, bad too. But it's going to be interesting, man. Like I said, I, they're selling everything. They should they should go into rebuild mode. But it's it's so hard to predict with smaller markets like this. Memphis put it off forever because there's just a feeling like we're in Memphis's case, man. We're already 18th or 20th in in you know attendance. How do we risk this? And uh, the thing is, nobody shows up to watch a 35 win team either. So
2: it's it's a it's a no
1: win situation.
2: My big advice to the Pelicans and to the Grizzlies, who are in similar boats on this, no half steps. If you want to keep Anthony Davis and try to win and try and change yep. his mind, go for it. Don't don't say, well, we're going to try and change his mind, but we're also going to trade uh, Nikola Mirotic for a draft pick. Like you can't do it halfway. If you're going to rebuild, trade Anthony Davis and make it a part of. It. If you're trying to win now, keep Anthony Davis and and don't do half steps to to have the roster well positioned for when Anthony Davis leaves, the team is going to stink. Then when Anthony Davis is gone, the team is going to stink. Don't worry about it. Try to make the most of the time you have left with Anthony Davis, unless that time is out, unless it's done. And then you can move on, but move on fully. If that's what you're
1: doing. Yeah, exactly. Go all in either direction. It's going to be wild. Dan, thanks for doing this. Thanks for the dropping in for the emergency podcast. Um, thanks for having me uh, we will be back later this week uh, at the end of the week on Friday actually with a mock uh, draft of the All-Stars and uh, probably some trade talk because my guess is that there will be more of that going on between now and then too thanks everybody for listening we'll be back with
0: another Pro Basketball Talk podcast at the end of the week do summer projects your way with Memorial Day Savings from the Home Depot